2: Welcome to My Boobs Are Killing Me podcast with Carla Stevens Tolstoy, the founder of Stand Up, Speak Up. This is an ongoing conversation that shares Carla's medical journey as she battles stage 4 cancer, sharing her story from all sides of the disease, her life, and the people she has been fortunate enough to surround herself with throughout this journey. I'm your guest host, Peter Anthony Holder. Now, as guest host, I want to take a moment to say something about Carla that she's probably not going to like. When I think of Carla, I'm reminded of another woman who was around nearly a hundred years ago. Her name was Margaret Brown. Like Carla, her heart was always striving to help others who were less fortunate or forgotten by society. In her day, Brown promoted issues she felt strongly about. The rights of workers and women, education and literacy for children, historic preservation. And like Carla, she was definitely a survivor, a woman who defied the odds against her. Brown was the subject of books, a Broadway musical, a hit movie, and scores of admirers. The odds she defied? She was one of the rare survivors of the Titanic. And as legend has it, after helping scores into lifeboats, and when she was safely aboard one herself, she was still thinking of others, taking an oar herself in her lifeboat and urging that they go back and save more people. She became known as the unsinkable Molly Brown. That's a lot like Carla. So as you listen to Carla in conversation with her nurse, Erin DeYoung, talking about her cancer journey, just remember one of the hit songs from the musical, The Unsinkable Molly Brown. It's called, I Ain't Done Yet. Now, I said earlier that Carla would probably hate the platitudes that I've just launched her way. If her nurse Erin was looking at Carla while she was listening to this, she's probably concerned over Carla's flushed cheeks as I embarrass her about the virtues that she doesn't even realize she has. So I'll stop here and just say, here's the unsinkable Carla Stevens Tolstoy.
3: Erin, what's what's happened since our podcast? Well, we were talking earlier about some
0: like a change that I saw in the household here uh, about three weeks ago. Uh, your doctor came in and after you'd had a – was it an MRI or a CT scan um,
3: that they weren't supposed to do? No, it was an X-ray.
0: Was it an X-ray? Okay, yeah. so, so you had an X-ray that you weren't supposed to have um, because it would show the your markers. They, they were flaring up because you were on treatment. But it brought us to the point where your doctor consulted her sister,
3: who's who's, an oncologist. Who's an oncologist for breast cancer, exactly, like a top oncologist.
0: And we got some great news. Like she looked at your case and said, "No, the diet, like your prognosis of like two to three years. No, like we're seeing five to ten years. Like you're on great medications. Yes. But it also led us to the point of them doing a CT
3: scan on your liver. Yes. And, and my liver is clean. Yeah, we got As that news today. today. So the cancer is working on the liver. The only the down, treatment. yeah, the treatment. <laughs> not the cancer. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the cancer cancer. Is not working on it anymore. It's no, t-care. the treatment. Um, uh, the only downside is they've seen more activity in my spine, and so I'm going for another CT scan. And if that's the case, then they're going to look at a new uh, treatment option for me because it's obviously not working because I already have fractures in my spine, and they think that these new tumors that are growing larger are are getting too close to my spinal fluid, yeah. right? And they're worried about, you know, that could end up in paralysis or something. Yeah. So they're going to to do that quite quickly and then if and then if we can, we could get some more um, radiation and then change up the, the therapy. Uh, and I I kind of felt that way that it was getting worse because the middle of my back and the top of my back was getting sore and I was complaining about it a bit more it's usually just my lower back so I'm not super surprised no to be honest but I think the liver is amazing news and you got to just take every win and be super excited about it I feel like yes it's good that I heard that five to ten years I'm, I'm happy I heard that but when I get a setback like this cat scan I'm like oh like I could be paralyzed, which changes things again, like I could live longer, but I could not maybe live in a, con. like, I, I guess I'd have to constantly adapt. I think cancer is, con. you have to constantly adapt. You have to take exactly. whatever comes at you and you have to just... Um, accept it and and kind of move on because... And that's life in general. Like, yes. like unfortunately, like we were saying upstairs, is cancer does not listen. So
0: unfortunately, we have to listen to cancer yes. and work around it. And in this case, okay, so we're going to work around you, but we're still going to kill you. Yes, yes, <laughs> so that's right. we may win this one, so but not next
3: one. I feel like it's probably how i'm going to die unless i do get hit by a truck or a bus or whatever but there's a good chance that that's going to be how i die which is kind of weird to know what's going to kill you and I, and i'm not saying that you know by saying that something else couldn't kill me i'm saying there's a really good chance that cancer is going to take my life and i will be another you know statistic because right now they said 1 in 2 Adults is gonna is it one in two and yeah, we get, looked up, yeah. It's gonna adults, get cancer. Some some form of cancer. And that just seems like wow. And I guess there's a few of us that are going to um, well, a lot of us that die from it. And I think a friend of mine's a friend of mine's dad got got can't, diagnosed with cancer and basically six weeks later he's in a hospice care. And so I just kind of think, Wow, I'm super lucky you know, and I really do see myself like that, that I'm really fortunate that I get the chance to fight cancer. Mm -hmm. And that although I'm stage four, there's different stage fours. Some people just give up when they just, they're like, okay,
0: cancer wins. And with you, you're so incredibly positive. I know you have your moments, but you're just like, I am going to win. Right? And I think-
3: Mind over matter is definitely important. I agree. And I and I did watch that show Heal on Netflix. And it, it kind of bothered me in a few ways because I feel like, okay, if I do die of cancer, it means I wasn't positive enough. Because <laughs> the documentary is based on positive thinking will heal you. And I'm like, shit, does that mean if I die? I was like, and I'm a pretty positive person. I think mm-hmm. sometimes it's, it, it's out of your control. But I do believe that positivity can help. The family and friends and you as a patient lead a happier life while you're alive. I mean, I have had some dark periods that Aaron can talk about that I hit pretty bad depression lows. Yeah, February was like, it's just
0: like we skimmed over it. Like, that was awful. Yeah. Like, why don't you
3: tell me how you felt a little bit in February? Like... Well, I'd gotten my menopause shot because I have to be induced into menopause because of my type of breast cancer. I can't have any estrogen at all in my body. So when I go through these you know menopause cycles, it can cause my hormones to go a little bit wacky, And I guess for this month, it caused my hormones to get wacky into a depression. And it was so frustrating because I knew what was causing it, but I couldn't seem to battle out of it. And then one day I just woke up and it was gone. It was the weirdest thing. But during that time I felt anxiety, stress. I couldn't get out of bed. I had no energy. I didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to um, watch TV and not have any visitors. And I just kept delaying visitors that, that month by saying, well, you know what, my white blood cell count is not great, which is true, but I just did not, I could not handle seeing people, um, because I didn't have hardly any energy to do the basics like and even would, go shower.
0: You were weepy and without me divulging too much information on this, I got scared as a healthcare provider, and I actually asked you on two separate occasions, Carla, are you going to hurt yourself? Yeah. Because I need to know if you're at that point. And for me, the look on your face, you're like, no, but I can see how somebody could get there. Yeah, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe because and but then I noticed the next shift. That's when you snapped out of it. Yeah, so I don't know if it was. I, don't like it was, it. It I was just don't like, know if like that was just like, wait a second, is that what I'm portraying here? No, or... it was
3: like literally. Yeah. I woke up and like it was like you oh, were in the pool the next day. You're yes. like, hey, look at me, I'm swimming. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I know it was like it was like I woke up and I said to my dad, oh my god, dad, it's gone. He's like, what? I'm like the dread. He's like, and the whole family was excited, and everybody was happy, and I told everyone, oh my God, I can't believe it. It's gone. And some people were like, I didn't even know you had dread.
0: Do you remember what we did, though, that day? We did a lot, right? Well, the first thing we did is you videoed a a video to yourself. That's right. Telling yourself that it was going to be okay. It was going to be
3: okay. And you I... had me
0: save it on my phone in case yes. you deleted it. <laughs> yes,
3: Right, and we haven't had to use it. We haven't so. had to use it, and I got my sh- my shot down in March, and I haven't had it. I've been having a really good few weeks. I'm not crazy about this cat scan, and uh you know them seeing further growth, but I'm in a pretty good mood overall.
0: Well, they're asking for more tests, so yeah. let's kind of slow down and wait yes. for those tests to come back, and, and then and then see the and then go test. from but there. You have to be
3: very patient as a cancer patient. <laughs> You do, and as a Canadian. Yes, you have to be very patient, because cancer, it changes direction all the time. You just don't know what to expect. So it's, But there's lots of great things that I've gotten out of cancer, and and I say this all the time. Uh, I mean, I'm so lucky I get my dad, who hangs out with me all the time, um, my mom who comes over and spends time, my sisters, uh, my brother... My sister-in-law, all my friends and family—like, it's pretty crazy. To I'm be, your
0: nurse, uh, yeah, yeah, Aaron, <laughs> of course. Aaron.
3: Um, but it's br- been a really great time to get closer in friendships and stuff like that.
0: Absolutely, and um, I think um, what I was gonna say before too is with the diagnosis or the prognosis, sorry, of five to 10 years, it got a little lighter in here. Like your mom's talking about maybe taking more time off and
3: yeah, she's been staying home a lot more because exactly. this house drives her crazy. She can't stay on the dogs. Well, yeah. And she only is here because of Anna because Anna and her are like best friends. Anna is the lady that moved in with us. That helps take care of me and and the oh, house. Yeah. She's like a little saint. Yeah, she's like here. a little saint, and my oh, mom my just goodness. loves her. So if there was no Anna here, she did. my mom did say to me last night on the phone. You know, I do love you, honey, but that house, those dogs, <laughs> they don't stop, and dog hair everywhere. Whereas my dad is just super laid back, and he likes the action. Let's and he be likes the here. action. He does. <laughs> like, he he likes he likes it. people come in and and uh, yeah, he does. He enjoys it. Um, and we all watch TV together at night, and we watch The Office, and we all laugh. Um, that's like my dad, my husband, and my son. And um, we just watch tons of comedies and British comedies. And it's so I- in the evening, we really try to watch funny shows
0: i didn't even ask you how did your bed go this big fancy bed that was coming in the other day as i was leaving oh it's great so it's a double-sided bed and they're kind of like those
3: craftmatic
0: beds yeah can do so much yeah i can
3: actually do it zero gravity so really? it takes off like all your pressure on your spine so i was up there yesterday and i was like Oh my god this is amazing. The downside is it's upstairs in my bedroom so and not in my clubhouse because Aaron described my clubhouse.
0: Um so Carla has a teenage girl's bedroom. Um <laughs> no there's no posters of like insin or anything but <laughs> It's, it's her own space. Um, but which is good because it's basically like a hospital room. So it has a hospital bed and a, and a single bed where her dad sleeps and the dog beds and probably about 15 tons of glitter, um, (laughs) ranging from clothing to cards and inspirational quotes. She has a whole wall of her pillows from her, um, stand up, speak up line, um, I think she probably has just about every piece of clothing off of the stand-up speak-up line on A her website. On her, no. Yeah, you do, on, on the racks. On the um, racks, because
3: somebody said, is this where you sell your clothes? I'm like, no, no, no that's all my version. Oh, yeah, and I've had I have to, to organize test, them. <laughs> I have to test every piece of clothing, right? And she does, and they're fantastic. That's from the clothing store. I have an advocacy-based clothing store that focuses on, um, uh, you know, Artists that had been have been through difficult times and um, and mostly things like um, like foster care or, or mental health or addiction things like that. So and that's an interesting conversation too because um, I felt because I've always supported teens at risk. I felt like now that I had cancer, I should be supporting cancer and I should switch my fundraising efforts to to cancer, and I really was like so confused on what my purpose was with this whole thing. And then I watched the movie *Instant Family* with Mark um, Wahlberg, and it was so good. And it's about um, it's based on a true story of a couple based um, adopting foster care, and there's three siblings, and it's a really great story. And it just like was a like an aha moment for me where I was like, wait, I don't, I'm not passionate about cancer. I have cancer and I have to deal with cancer, but I'm passionate about foster care reform and, and making sure that every child has a chance to, um, be loved In and life. thrive. And, yeah. and it shouldn't be that they're treated like they're juvenile delinquents, which many times they are, you know? Um, so anyways, that was like kind of a nice aha moment for me to figure out
0: why don't you actually tell people about this amazing little support group that you have of I women do. all over the world. Yes,
3: I do. It's on, it's on the WhatsApp app <laughs> and it's a, close to a hundred women that I've met over my lifetime that are positive individuals and, and people that I just think are really cool people. They like they, I I let them know how I'm doing like almost every other day and they kind of, you know, helped me get out of tough times and lift me up. And, and the groups kind of morphed into a group for all the other women. And living in all different parts of the world, which I really I really love. But you realize that everybody's kind of the same. Everybody needs help. Absolutely. I mean, I've never been shy with asking for help since my cancer. Do you know what I mean? I, it was hard for me to accept the help, but I definitely was asking for it. But it's really like... I, I think cancer is, I don't know, it's kind of mellowed me. I would say it's made me appreciate the small things. I sit and it takes me like half an hour to drink my coffee, whereas before it took me like five minutes. I always enjoy good conversations with people, but I enjoy it now and I have the time for it. I I just feel like I've got to have a whole new circle of friends, and it's been really wonderful, I have to say. Um, and reconnecting with all my old friends, like my high school friends, my university friends, my college friends, my lake friends, my city friends, my work friends. <laughs> You're so popular. <laughs> my now, volunteer now, friends. Now I
0: know why you need a teenage girl's bedroom. Dear diary, <laughs> I'm so popular.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right.
0: Um on on that note, it's also giving you a chance to be super silly. Like in your gal pal group, like we send videos of shopping networks and like you dressed up in costumes.
3: Yeah, you know, I love to a... dress up in costumes. Yeah, why, like, why not?
0: You've been serious for too long. Yes,
3: I love <laughs> costumes. I love dressing up. I love doing funny skits, which we haven't done one for a while. No, we, you know should, know we should have we a haven't. good one. We should... But we do <laughs> have a lot of fun. It's so funny. That's what my dad said to me yesterday when we were. We were out together for one of my first outings ever. We went out together and um, we were talking about Aaron and he said, well, I think the best part about Aaron is how she gets you smiling and laughing gets you in a good mood and you just have fun. You have a lot of fun with Aaron. And I said, I know, like, it's like. Because I bring up the inner five-year-old. Yes, yes, (laughs) yeah. We do have a lot of fun. But Aaron has to do her like, because Anna, when Aaron's here, Anna's like, I'm not doing Carla's room so you have to do it so we have to get work done first which is like annoying because I'm like how much how long is this going to take you to do the room plus take my vitals before we can get to do fun stuff
0: and she's not kidding I like I write it on the board what we have to get done yeah in order for her to play (laughs) (laughs) yeah I feel like it's like with my children
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right (laughs) um so that's always like a nice shining light and and yoga has been amazing and working with, um, Sandra, who's introduced me to mindfulness and meditation, but she's just introduced me to positive th- thinking and how to get rid of the negative thoughts. Um, cause I have negative thoughts of, you know, about myself, like, I, like, you know, that I had a business that didn't do well. I had a business that did really well when I was running it with a great team of, um, executive that we're looking back, definitely way smarter than me. I'm, I'm so grateful that they let me even manage them and lead them. And then doing my own thing, which I sucked at, um, I really sucked at it. And that dragged me really low, um, with my self esteem and worth. And I, I still can't even talk about it cause I get too emotional thinking how, how badly I run, I ran that business. But Yeah. That's the only thing that gets me. I don't get sad over the cancer. I get sad over a stupid business fuck up. It makes no sense. It's totally ridiculous because if a friend of mine was telling me this, I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, just get out of yourself. Like, stop taking yourself so seriously. And yeah, you fucked up a business. Lots of people have, you've just been more vocal about it and you've never shied away from saying to someone, how are you doing? And I would say, yeah, well, you know, I had a business and it didn't go so well like I'm very honest so I can't (laughs) I'm so bad at inflating myself or if somebody says how are you doing it's hard for me to be like oh my god I'm so awesome you know I get stuck on the things that I think I need to improve and after that business failed I just threw myself into volunteer work because I felt that somehow I could be redeemed through giving back you know like if I give back enough it cancels it out it erases the bad
0: yeah And you know what? And a a sort it does. Um, And I know that you feel that you haven't really done much to give back, but who did you, you got flowers the other day sent to you from child welfare. From the
3: welfare. From, yeah, 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 child welfare. Yeah,
0: for all of your contributions and your help with them. And, you know, if you could, if you could. Look at bad counts canceling out good. Like, like I said to you, I'm like I'm not getting flowers from them. (laughs) Like, let's be honest here. Well, you
3: know, I I spent probably four years trying to give back as much as I could, just giving back, giving back, giving back, because I was just like I need to. And then when I started to give back, I loved the feeling, but I also realized, and in some ways, it made me feel worse because I realized how lucky my life had been. And then I just felt fuck, like I don't have a right to be sad. And then I felt guilty. The fact I was sad about my business. Do you know what I mean like, like I couldn't get out of this tailspin of like, Oh my God, someone like me shouldn't feel sad. I have everything anybody would ever want. And that means I'm so weak. And then I would be angry at myself for being so weak. Then I would go and give more and give more and give more and keep thinking, okay, if I give enough, it'll make up for everything I've gotten in my life. So I, it's like this weird, I don't know, logic I had, you know, because I have had amazing things. I come from an amazing family, loving and support, supporting. And my dad is a successful businessman. And so we got raised, um, definitely upper middle class, probably in, I don't know, maybe higher. I mean, I, you know, I didn't even understand how, how other people could live and be like month to month or not have enough food or you know, the foster care system, I just thought those kids were kind of like, I did have a view of them of being like juvenile delinquents or, oh my God, foster kids, you know, means that there's something wrong with them. I, I did have that thought and I was so uneducated. Even though I traveled the world working, I never stopped to look at how the world might look through someone else's eyes that didn't have all the love I had growing up and continue to have. My husband Loves me very much, and I'm very fortunate, and my son, and I don't know. And then, you know, then the whole guilt starts of like, oh my gosh, I, you know? <laughs> I have to give as mu- I have to give more love out than I get in. You know, how do I do that? But you can
0: only give what you have. So if you're giving more than what you have, um, <laughs> but you know, but I'm, no, I'm I, I mean, I'm thinking
3: like more love than I get back. Yeah. I have to give double that back, and, somehow. And,
0: but you know what? If the world has a view on foster kids being the delinquents, and so they're not going to listen to them. There has to be Carla's voice. There has to be a successful woman out there to speak to these other people. You know, like, that doesn't excuse it from happening, but I truly believe that there has to be those advocates in each um, class of, like, money. Like, there's always someone that's going
3: to be able to speak to somebody. Like someone can say, I've met these kids, and they're amazing kids. And there's, I mean, I would love to have been a foster mom. And I always thought, you know, when things settled down and I would have a house and you know, there could be kids in it and I do I'm not putting off that dream, you know, I'm just putting it on hold right now because there's so many amazing kids out there and no fault of their own. They're in a horrible system. And once they leave that system, they are way more messed up than when they came into that system. And that's so fucking sad because we took them out of a really bad situation and we just put them in a really bad situation In another really bad situation. And then we spit them out and they're out on their own. And it just seems really unfair. So I, I kind of came up with a, like a term I call this, which is love privilege. And I really believe that, The highest privilege that someone can have is if they're loved. It doesn't matter really about what color they are, their social status. I really believe if they're loved, if if kids are loved and they know how to love and they see people around them having healthy love, they will turn out to be people that have good self-esteem. And that is the love privilege. And if we could show these kids love when their parents can't. And their parents can't many times because they haven't been shown love. And so the cycle just continues. And I know, Erin, you feel strongly about this.
0: Absolutely. Um, We all, like, I was, sorry, I was just thinking, you know, how you said that you wanted to have a house full of children. And, you know, sometimes, like, that's not, the cards were dealt at that moment. Yeah. But Teens. Told, Teens. Like, Teens. Like, yeah. well, and you, and you told me the other day that you've decided that your stand up, speak up stuff goes to foster care. Yeah. And you said to me the other day, you're like, I am not cancer. Yes. I am going to focus on, on what things. I feel strongly yeah. about. And I completely agree. You know, yeah. like, there's enough research for cancer. There's, you know, there are not that there's ever very, enough.
3: cancer. You're very well taken care of. Absolutely. Um, Mental health, you're not very well taken care of because I had a few years of thinking I was crazy. Really? I just had cancer as per my previous podcast. But when I became a cancer patient, holy shit, there are so many amazing services available and they're so well sponsored.
0: Absolutely. And
3: I don't believe there's the same services for mental health. And I also believe that mental health is not getting the big, dollars behind it, like cancer is because depression, chronic depression, I would take cancer any day over chronic depression because with cancer, I want to live and I'm fighting to live and people are helping me fight to live through all the the medical support. If chronic depression, your mind takes over and you don't want to live, you know, and if there's nobody fighting for you to live, then that's it. And I heard a really scary like stat, not a stat, but a, a, a really interesting observation. Not an observation, I don't know what do you call it. Like a anyways, in my re I I live in probably one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in Canada. And it's quite a prestigious neighborhood and it's a lot of business people. And there's been, you know, quite a lot of There's always a lot of suicides, but the number one people that, 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 um, I went the suicide training, so I know it's not called, it's called death by suicide. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The number one, um, death by suicide demographic is men between the ages of 35 and 55 who have money issues is top of the list and maybe something else they're kind of hiding, but money issues is the number one reason I thought, holy shit, they're living in these beautiful homes and they've tried to keep up with the Joneses. And they don't know that the Joneses are also broke. (laughs) They wouldn't be keeping up with them. And I think, God, like, how sad is it that there's this whole, I guess, fear of losing social status that people are willing to kill themselves over
2: it?
0: Yeah, but even you, like, maybe they're having unsuccessful business endeavors as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, maybe you're not the only one. So you know how that feels, just having... One company go, maybe they've, had, they've lost jobs. They've, yes, that's you know, right. They've gotten caught like up in scandals. Like or...
3: When my business kind of, I mean, it was a mobile app. It was very high tech. I was in Silicon Valley, which was very overwhelming because I was here as a female. I didn't code. There was a bunch of 20-year-olds running around. I lived there for six weeks. And it was early days of a mobile app. It was the wild, wild west. There was no infrastructure in place. There was no mobile ads. It was really... The early, early days. And I don't know why I thought that was the right time to jump in.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's, it, yeah. you know,
3: I just could come from high tech and I thought, okay, I'm going to do a mobile app. And the app worked and it was great and it was so much fun to use. It was a self-help app where you can learn more about yourself and it just couldn't get the traffic.
0: Well, like you were saying too, is people just want free apps.
3: Yeah and it's hard to monetize at that time it's hard to monetize cuz there there was no such thing really as mobile ads it was brand new mm-hmm. and so it had to be a freemium model of you offer free and then people pay subscription and it was really hard back then now i see similar apps out and i just like curse myself but then i go okay i guess there has to be some pioneers that don't win in the end <laughs> but they help build the gateway for others
0: absolutely have you ever heard of MySpace? Like, what happened to that? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the poor creator of MySpace, dude. Like, I know, Mark right? Zuckerberg, yeah, we all know him. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, yeah, that's so true, right? I've always been like an early pioneer with things, even with this clothing line. Like, advocacy advocacy based clothing lines don't really exist until the last two years. Where now you see stuff on shirts, like you know, be calm or. But I have a lot of like interest. Don't, don't date drug. Dealers. I have that one. Don't date drug dealers because I had I've worked with a lot of interesting people over the years, and so I always ask them for a piece of advice if they've ended up in jail, or if they've gotten out of jail, or if they're an addict, and they'll say things like, "Well, don't take, don't take a, don't date a drug dealer," and then I just write it down and I put it on a shirt. Absolutely. Or um, I'm not for sale. Yeah. And it's... or don't uh, intern with a human trafficker. <laughs> Because they take like young teens. I don't even laugh. I shouldn't even be laughing right now, but I'm saying like that was a way of being shocking because a lot of people start in that world young and they think it's only a... anyway. I don't want to get off but, on human but, you would No, know,
0: people are gonna remember that though. Like because if you if you just if you just have something that says Be kind. Be kind, which you do have. Yes. But if you have something that's kind of like quirky, people are gonna yes. remember that and be like, well, yeah, why
3: would I date a drug dealer? Wait a second, I am dating a drug dealer. Like you <laughs> Or know, like it's... go to detox. Exactly. Don't boost. Don't go into stores and boost stuff and try to sell it. Anyways, but those are all the kind of lines I've heard and I put them on shirts because I think that they're good advice. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Don't shoot heroin. Don't smoke crack. There's so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> so many life lessons you're giving me right so now. Many... <laughs>
1: just a quick interjection i'm zach tolstoy one of the founders of stand up speak up our podcast is just one part of the stand up speak up brand we are supported by an online store of the same name where we sell a variety of artisan products we have an ongoing blog series with over a dozen contributors and we offer a series of interactive workshops throughout the different iterations of stand up speak up Our core message and purpose have always been the same. To create a site that allows our customers and us more opportunities to speak up about and support causes, organizations, and groups that we're passionate about and that of course could use additional support. My mother and I have learned about allyship over the years from what feels like a thousand and one places and people. We want to encourage members of this fantastic Stand Up Speak Up community to come along and learn with us. So along with our team, we created this workshop featuring videos, articles and exercises that have really helped the two of us in our own journey towards allyship. Don't worry, it doesn't cost any money and you don't need to make an account to access the information. We want to make our workshop as accessible as possible because we believe in our message and understand the importance of spreading awareness. The Ally Workshop is split into eight parts, including interactive quizzes and helpful videos. It's intended to introduce you to new skills and courses of action in the world of allyship. The workshop is easy to use and can be done entirely on your cell phone, tablet, or computer at your own pace, with each of the eight sections taking an average of about 15 minutes or so to complete, or a breezy couple hours on a Sunday afternoon.
2: you're listening to my boobs are killing me podcast with carla stevens tolstoy the founder of stand up speak up she's in conversation with erin DeYoung, talking about her own personal battle with stage four cancer before we listen to the second half of the show i want to take a moment to remind you of the tireless work that carla does on behalf of others even with her cancer battle regime Carla continues to create items for her Stand Up Speak Up Apparel line that's designed to bring awareness to the fight against stigmas and hardships and with proceeds going to foster care reform, a cause she feels most passionate about. Items such as the Eliminate Stigma Collection. You'll find teas with life-affirming good vibe thoughts such as My Demons Do Not Define Me, Destroy What Destroys You, and Beautiful Chaos, just to name a few. That's the Eliminate Stigma Collection. You can find it online at StandUpSpeakUpApparel.com. Okay, let's get back to Carla's story. Her medical team has found new cancer tumors in her sternum, in addition to her spine. So Carla is busy working with her doctors to come up with a new treatment plan to combat her aggressive cancer. It's a difficult road. But as I said earlier, Carla's unsinkable. In the second half of the show, Carla talks with Aaron about the medication she now has to take, the cannabis trial she was a part of, the use of medical cannabis on her own, her family life, and plans for the future.
3: Let's talk about your medications. Okay. There's lots of medication stuff. Yes, I'm on so 20 different medications. So let's, first off, let's talk about Christmas. <laughs> Okay, well I'm on a lot of medications. Twenty medications. I probably take sixty pills a day and they're broken up. How Erin breaks them up for me is it says morning. Um, so there's separate dosets. So yes. there's a blue one, a green one, and a purple one. Clearly different colors. There's four now because there's oh. morning no, no there's, there's three. M- there's morning, dinner time, and evening. That's three. That's three. You're right. That's why I do your meds. Okay. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) So it's Christmas morning and I'm all excited. The whole family has had to stay in Toronto to be with me. Everybody has to be at my house by 8.30. Nobody's allowed to open any Santa gifts without the whole fam being there. I want—I wanted to recreate our childhood. What, We're, like every Christmas ever? No, just for this Christmas.
0: No, no, no. I mean, like, you wanted to, like, have the amount of presents in all of your Christmases combined? Probably I did do that <laughs> you this did. year. It was, it
3: was insanity here. It was insanity. I was, like, not so shopping for gifts. But I wanted it to be just like I did when I was growing up. And so that's hard. For my siblings, because they've got kids and the kids wanna do Santa at their house or open their stockings. And I'm like, absolutely not. You know, I have stage four cancer, and so that's it, all you nephews and nieces, and you're gonna get lots of great gifts. So get over here by 8:30. So they all come over and I take my meds and I go sit in my I have this really comfy chair in my clubhouse, and my niece, who's the sweetest, most adorable thing, she's 10, she comes over and I can feel her petting my hand like Carla, are you okay? And I'm like, I just need to sleep more. I had taken my evening medications in the morning. So I missed Christmas. I only got up at like one. <laughs> okay. Every, they all had to wait till I woke up. And my, my poor niece who wants to open her gifts are coming in. She's coming in waiting to see if I'm awake. And I was like, Oh my God. I'm like, Oh my God. i you know, I'm so sorry. I don't know how I did that. And they were just like, yeah, you had a scare. We were scared. We didn't know what, but then I think they had noticed that the dinner one was open and the other one was still empty. So then I'm like, okay, I will never do that again. So my husband goes away to Florida with our son for a week. And he's like, are you going to be fine on your own? I'm like, yeah, I got my parents. I got Aaron. I got everybody here. Don't worry about it. I had Really big testing I had to do on the Tuesday when my husband wasn't got I had to go to two different hospitals. It was going to be a long day. I wake up early in the morning. What do I do? I take my evening pills. Again. <laughs> so my mom's feeding me coffee, okay, because she's like, you can't sleep, you can't sleep. <laughs> so my dad's like, okay, we just got to get there. You got to get your CAT scan. You can't fall asleep in the CAT scan, you know, because, you know, it's hard to wake you up once you fall asleep. So we go there. I'm drinking coffee all the time. He takes me home. I get a two-hour window before I have to go to the next hospital. I fall asleep in one second. <laughs> They're waking me up like, we have to get up again. I'm like, I'm so tired. I can't go. They're like, you have to go. And so then we went to the other hospital. And I haven't actually told my husband this story, but I he doesn't even know this or my son.
0: Because he'll never go away again. <laughs>
3: because he will be so upset with me if he hears that story. So that's like just between us.
0: So now in Canada, it is now legal. For marijuana products to be sold. Why don't you tell us some of the exciting news that happened with you?
3: So I got to go on an amazing cannabis trial, the first cannabis trial ever in Canada that looks at cancer patients and cannabis and the effects and how much does it take. And it was really amazing to be part of that first cannabis trial ever. i working with Aurora Cannabis, who actually sponsored the entire trial, which was amazing of them. But after six weeks, I needed more cannabis in order to take out my hydromorphine. Because I do take hydromorphine, uh, because I do have a lot of pain in my spine. Even right now, just sitting here right now, it's starting to get really sore. So we're just gonna, I'm going to push through the pain. <laughs> which you're not supposed to do. So I left the trial and then we ordered the cannabis and uh, we tried to recreate what I'd taken on the trial because I didn't have that available. And I just got really high the first day, laughing all the time which my son was totally disgusted in because he's totally anti-recreational to drugs. To the
0: point you said your rib cage was yeah, hurting. Yeah, we was hurting.
3: Like, all my tumors were hurting because I was laughing. so And I couldn't stop laughing, and I was in so much pain, but I couldn't stop laughing. And then to getting nausea, and then to not feeling good. And then the next day, we took another dose, and during the lowered night... Lowered
0: the dose. Lowered
3: the dose, and I started to... Um, you're having tremors. Like seizure. Like almost like my body was spasms. Spasms. Spasms, I, <laughs> spasms the too. whole night, which kill my body because I have cancer through all my bones. So you can only imagine what a spasm's like. So I was just like, oh, my God, this is so uncomfortable. Then the next day we tried it again, well, even uh, lower. But you got a hold of a doctor. Oh, yes. That then, was then that's the, right. trying to help That's us. right. A good friend of mine, um, Nancy siprick really stepped Actually, a lot of people on the WhatsApp. Helped by giving advice and and what to try and. Um.
0: Now I should also note that your trial that you were on were pills. They were in gel caps. They were so they were a capsule. But these are now. In so now, oil. now you're trying to figure out the oil and with C B D and THC, which is like it's it was the same thing. It was impossible. Lower right? dose and you know, and your husband had you take it while I was here two days ago just to monitor it, and then all of a sudden you were nauseous and and you
3: know and you were just it wasn't it wasn't therapeutic for you. No, it wasn't and this doctor did help my husband a lot, but I think that alcohol doesn't work in my system, doesn't, what's the word? Um, Metabolize? Yeah, metabolize. And I think that, I don't know, but I think the gel caps are very different and we got to wait for gel caps to come out that combine THC and CBD because apparently when they're together, this is what Nancy's friend who's a doctor said, that when they're in the gel caps together, they're a lot less potent. And when they're on their own, they're more potent. But right now, they don't have gel caps that combine them together right Which now to Which would be why dose. you were part of a trial. It's why I am yeah, part of a trial. see, that's what we need. But yeah. I think the cannabis company should really focus on cancer patients. Because if one in two adults are getting cancer, they're going to look for alternative pain
0: Absolutely. therapy and
3: relaxation, anti-anxiety medication. And that's, that's like a huge market. Like cancer is a really big market. That's what you also realize. It's a big market. It's a big business. You know, there's a lot of people making a lot of money off of cancer, cancer, but not the government because the government in Canada here gives a lot of the cancer treatments for free. Like almost all of them to be in a trial, you pay extra, but majority of Canadians, that's amazing. I mean, I'm proud to say that because I think it sucked to be in a country that doesn't take care of its people from a health perspective.
0: Well, kind of on that note, uh, you have been taking your cancer medications and your white blood cell count is all over the map. Yeah. So that has to you have to be removed off of your medication, you have to be put back on, moved off. So what have you and your husband decided that you're going to go ahead and do?
3: Well, you know, because I've been off the medication more than on it, because my white cell count can't manage the... Medication, unless it's a lower dose, which is quite now uh, quite a bit lower than how than when it's I started. Yeah, than when I started with the, my cancer chemo pills. We've decided to engage with a company in the states, and what they do is they get really clear on my cancer and my disease and how it's unique to me. So they do a lot of additional tests, and they they don't do in can they don't get for free in Canada, and I don't even know where to get them. But and then they look around the world to who can best cure or maybe not cure but but
0: what's the best treatment what's the best treatment around the, Yeah,
3: around the world and it actually studies everything going on in whether it be Germany France Israel the UK the United States now there is a chance that you could come back with the same result right so like they, they yeah. could say they could Probably say well, not though because the eyebrows doesn't seem to be working exactly yeah so and you know what I think my when I talked to my oncologist today, she didn't. Re- if the CT scan comes back, that it is growing, which the radiologist believes it's continuing to grow, she said we're going to have to come up with a new treatment plan. So this might be at perfect timing. Yeah, no, but that firm takes about one to two months to get all your stuff to get all it. But you know what? Better than start now. Exactly. Than, That's yeah. just I to say. It could be perfect timing. I mean, timing. it's very expensive, but obviously I think it's worth it because I'm the one with stage four.
0: <laughs> well, but I also said it to you today. What good is wealth if you don't have your health? Like, yeah. Why not exhaust all your options? Yeah. And then at least in the end, you can say, well, I tried. Al can yes. sleep better at night knowing that he did everything for
3: his wife possible. Yes, and right? He, that's right. And my family and all of us believe that. And because um, part of grieving is the what ifs. What ifs? What if? Yeah. What if I did something
0: better? Yeah. At least your family will be able to say, you know what? And I don't think I didn't fail, Carla.
3: I don't think I'm quite over the fact that I didn't get an early diagnosis. I still get angry about that. I still have my moments. I don't blame you. That was pretty, that's pretty awful. uh, If my doctor, if I had gotten a private care, um, they would have detected it. But you did
0: do, try to do private I, care. I, you just didn't go down far enough to get yes. you your head scanned, just not your neck. Yes. Right? Yes. So it was just inches away really, I know. from the diagnosis. But it still would have been But I, I started late. to
3: feel so low about myself. I thought everybody was right. I am a depressed person that's weak in mind and in body. And I'm not exercising enough and getting my core. And I'm like, like well, I I am doing three days a week. of But that's what our
0: society is like wiring everybody to think is I'm not
3: thin enough. I don't
0: eat healthy enough. You know, like it's sometimes there is other factors. Yes. And
3: I just, but I was, I believed them because I felt so shitty about my business. I just thought, yeah, they're right. I'm depressed because I messed that up. And maybe me throwing myself into volunteering and community efforts, maybe that's not enough to get over my my depression, whatever it was, but I was talking to a friend of mine who leads courses on uh, getting certified in suicide. uh, It's not suicide prevention. I feel like I'm going to screw these names up because my mind is like cancer fog, which is a real thing, by the way, FYI, cancer fog is real. Um, You know, the courses you go on like for mental health workshops and It was like a suicide work, suicide by death workshop, and she was leading it. And that was over a year and a half ago. And she said that entire two days of workshop, you were constantly having to move because your back was in pain. You were having those Dr. Ho things with you (laughs) while you were in the workshop. You were constantly putting cream on your back, that like A353. And that was like a year and a half ago.
0: And no woman in their late 40s should be acting like a 90-year-old
3: woman. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, that's something yes. that you, you expect in the 80s and 90s. Like, you need to work out more. You need to focus on your core. Your back gives out because your stomach's not strong enough. Which is still the
0: case. Like, you, yeah. do, you do have tumors yes. and stuff in your spine. So, you are, three days a week, you're doing yoga, which strengthens your yes. core. So, you you still have, to, it's still important. Yes. But, and But, I but I did, at that time. I did have a strong,
3: I did have a pretty good core because I had a flat stomach, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I was doing, I was following the self-help brochure. These things you need to do, and you will get over any mental health issues. But that wasn't working. No, that none of it was working. Anyways, that's, I can't go back, back in the past and get negative like I like to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't like to do it, but, you know. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I get yeah. angry, you know.
0: But, yeah. And I think you're allowed to be angry. Like, if you, like, you, unfortunately, you were given, like, a really bad deck of cards that, yeah, you know, like, they were just handed just, to you in the wrong order. And it's just, it's, a, it's so unfortunate. Um, however, I think that things are turning around a little bit, yeah.
3: right? Yeah. The liver is amazing. Let's yeah. hope that the spine is fixable with radiation and well, they're whatever. Gonna,
0: they're going, they're going in and, and to
3: look a little bit deeper. So maybe yeah. they, you know, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And we don't know, and I and we don't know earlier, with, like, with cancer. I feel like this is going to be my life.
0: I forever. Would agree. I would agree. Every
3: three months you get a CAT scan and you know. But
0: anyway. it's it, yeah it's unfortunately the waiting game, to get things, yeah, it's a waiting game to get things done. I also wanted to touch on you have a teenage son mm-hmm. and you had kind of kept things a little bit from him. Yeah. And we you and I noticed that every time you know, a phone call would come in, or if you and I were talking about something, he would kind of just hang out in the room with us and and want to
3: hear what's going on. Yeah, let's
0: be honest. He he didn't like us that much. So I said to you, when I leave today, this is a little bit ago, like,
3: why do you have that conversation with your son? And how did that go? Well, good. I said, you know what, how much do you want to know? Because I don't want to get in the way of your grade 12 year that gets you ready for university. And he's like, Mom, I want to know I can handle it. And his grades are not suffering. I mean, he's still at a very high average. They dipped for a bit, but the more positive I am, the more he is. I I am very open with him, but I am generally very positive and feel pretty confident that we're going to figure this out and I'm going to be here for a long time. But he said something really interesting. I said, you know, Zach, it could be five years, it could be 10 years. And he's like, you know, mom, that's like half my life. So that seems like a long time. And I was like, that's a really interesting way to look at it. I mean, I know that when you get closer to that, that wouldn't be so interesting. But he was like, you know what, I'm taking a gap year off. And you, dad and I, you said we're going to do some traveling, you know, do what I can. I was thinking like we could rent an RV. (laughs) And just take one of the dogs, maybe. Oh, okay. Just one. Just one. Which one? I don't know. It'd be really hard. Coco? I don't know. Okay. So take like two out of the five and just, you know, go to some places, even if it's just in Canada.
0: And, you know, I think that that's actually a great idea for. I think it'll be good for Zach in the future. You know, like, yeah, a lot of people would look at it like, oh, my teenage son's taking a year off. And a lot of teenagers do that. Yes. But I think that he has such a great perspective on like, I want to spend some
3: time with yeah. my mom. And he's, I think that's yeah. amazing. And that's what he, he basically said to his guidance counselor was my mom is a priority for me right now. And I want to spend, I mean, right now is the best time for me to spend a year with her. Absolutely. Um, and then I can decide about, cause he's not even sure what he wants to do.
0: So then he can kind of find out in the middle. Kind mid, of figure mid- that out. And then,
3: it. you know, so anyways, I'm looking forward to being healthy next year. And yeah. And why don't we
0: talk about your new obsession with glitter.
3: (laughs) I do love glitter. So I always wear glitter to all my hospital appointments and lipstick. I wear um, glitter and lipstick. And I say to the girls in my gal group, if you don't see me with lipstick going to the hospital, you know, I'm in bad shape, (laughs) but I have worn lipstick every single time. I wear glitter. They call me Miss Glitter at the hospital, and they love to see what I'm wearing next because I have a lot of shoes because I went on a shoe obsession for a while because I had no flats because I can't wear
0: heels anymore. Okay, let me tell you. There was one day I was sitting in the house with Carla and her sister, and it was like five deliveries, like right in a row. (laughs) And not a word of a lie, there's like probably 10 boxes that come in. and. And her family, like, mom, Tony and Nancy, her mom and dad had gone out and Al had gone out. And Diane and I are cutting these boxes up and trying to hide them. Because I can't let them, them in know in I've been shopping recycling. so much,
3: you know. And I was like, oh, my God, we have to get rid of evidence. And, and I did sneak out one time and go shopping and hid the bags. My next door neighbor... Who's amazing? Paula had to like take him to her house, and bring him over because <laughs> my parents are like, you can't go shopping, and my husband because you have a low white cell count. But I've been so sick and tired of being inside that I snuck out only because I told them I was only going to go for a drive with Paula and around Oakville.
0: They might have been a little bit right because what happened right after. Your second
3: bout of pneumonia. pneumonia. Yeah. No, I got that after the vodka party. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Parties. <laughs> that was my first party That's I ever all. went to, but I did enjoy it. <laughs> but I came home. But I don't want Paula to hear this because then she'll feel bad. But it wasn't her fault. I enjoyed it. I loved getting out. And, you know and Al went. And it was a vodka by a uh, Ukrainian vodka maker. And I went and bought like four bottles after. I don't know what we're going to do with four bottles, but it have was. another
0: vodka party at Yeah, home?
3: it was really good. I got to listen to a great presentation on how vodka made and everything. And I did have a lot of fun, but I did get pneumonia.
0: But you know what? The m- pneumonia could have been brewing in your lungs yes. anyways because you weren't right. very active up until But that I didn't point. get
3: pneumonia after that clothing. I got it after the vodka party. Yeah, but the kind of I just was when it decided to, yeah. to arise. Yeah, but I, I had such a great time. And, you know, sometimes you have to go out, take a risk. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> but then, you know what? My doctor says, yeah, take a risk, get pneumonia, and die. Like, what are you talking about, Carla? But
0: she also said, you have to go out sometimes. You can't stay home all the yeah, time. Yeah, or you go say crazy, that. right?
3: Yeah, she did say that.
0: Yeah. Although I think she may, might have meant a walk around the
3: block. But and, hey, But I think she also meant when my white cell count was high enough that I was on yeah. the chemo pills. Yeah.
0: Now, we can also touch on another subject of bloating. Yes. You've lost your pregnant belly.
3: I have. I have. I mean, I was so big and so bloated. You have no idea. I looked like I was seven months pregnant. You did.
0: And it was just, I wish we measured. I really wish that we had measured. It was so large.
3: Well, you were to the point that none of your clothes fit. Nothing fit. I had to get like extra, extra large in everything. I looked like I was pregnant and I was so uncomfortable because it kind of pressured down on my ribs, which I have tumors, and I had to beg my doctor to give me diuretics diuretics cuz I was like come on like I can't live like this the bloating and now it's all gone down it's all gone you know? and
0: that accounted for like what 10 15 pounds of bloating like yes. it was like the water weight was is quite a
3: bit i mean my stomach is definitely back to being pretty flat yeah. i would say but my weight is still quite high
0: but you're also taking a lot of medications that yeah. the side effects are weight gain yeah i mean it's um, pretty
3: it's i'm not going to say it's depressing because it's not because I'd rather be alive and not in pain than be skinny. Like I I would pick. Absolutely, and you don't look like you have cancer. Like, I don't so actually, yeah. You, like when I went to the Wellsprings Cancer House yesterday, I, they were like, you look so healthy. Especially <laughs> like, for stage four. Like it blows my mind. Like how, how good you look. Like, like, like they were like, what? Like they literally said to me at first, oh, did you have like a little lump? Like they thought I had. And I said, oh, no, no, no. I, yeah, I have breast cancer. But I. they're like, did you have to? get a mastectomy and I'm like oh no no no! I'm like they literally thought I had like a little thing that needed removing and I was like no no I'm I'm actually you know stage four they were like and then you could see all the women like what you know and then you they... should
0: have wore your stage four baby shirt I, it's true
3: <laughs> and then they all came to the river it's a beautiful place the well springs it's gorgeous it's funded by um, corporate donors and individuals and it's a, a house for cancer patients that offers free everything for yoga free. Reiki, free massage, free training, free cooking class like it's un. like I You know was- she skipped over the cooking classes, yeah. classes she can. <laughs> I hate cooking. It's like I'm not taking a cooking class, but I will sign up my mom because you can your caregiver can go. That's phenomenal. So they I didn't know that. But yes. This is new information. Yeah. So you could actually go and do so anything. So I'm gonna learn. Yes, you could do anything <laughs> you want there. So it's pretty amazing because my skin looks better now with cancer than it did before before i started no i mean it it improved once i got radiation remember i do i know it was crazy like like my skin literally looks so good and it started to improve with every radiation treatment and i think it's because the radiation like burns everything or something it <laughs> like burned away some... like i don't know like but you also have been using some really amazing skincare products from lana yeah that's true like which... i have yeah and i and i use them and you're making sure every like, day,
0: because I remember when I first met you, you said, You know, do you wash your face at night? And I'm like, Yeah. You're like, well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Well, your skin looks great. But I think you were probably in so much pain and in such a depression that you probably just rolled yourself into bed. Yes. Now, every night, every morning, you're, you do a, you're really do my, looking after your skin. Yeah, I'm looking after my
3: skin. And it, it looks, Oh, no, like you're radiant. Like, right? you're really, like, really and, radiant. And it looks really good. And, and I did cut my hair all off. and Made it like platinum blonde because I I just wanted to feel like Have more fun, then? right? I just wanted to feel cooler and not be like well a boring you, cancer patient. And If you're gonna have cancer fog, you might
0: as well be blonde, right? <laughs> right, I <think> so. yes. <laughs> God, you're so right. You're so right. Yeah, you, but you did go through a stage where you dyed it pink. Yes, that was fun, um, and then. You know, your your mom was like, no, go black, go black. Yes. You, and I was like, no, I'm going to lock. Why not? I'm cutting it all off. Especially if, like, if you're going to lose your hair, like, at one point. We don't know. Yes. If if you're going to lose your hair, you might as well have fun with it. When oh, I hair. know. That's
3: my whole thought process, right? Is have fun. Like, what do I care? Cut it all off. Because my hair was long before. Like, not long, but it was past my shoulders. And it was, you know, nice. Was, in a brown, thick, brown with like thick nice mess. Like your hair is yes. so thick. I know. I know. A nice like highlight. But I got it cut in the hospital because I couldn't handle how it became a nest in the back from all my sweat. And so now it's completely all cut off. And I found I have curls all in my back. Yeah, it's, you know, I use suit short hair so well. Yeah, I definitely like it yeah. for cancer reasons, because it's a lot easier. But even for non-cancer reasons, like, it yes. looks really good on you. And I got some funky glasses, some new cool glasses that cost Al way too much, but oh well. And blue lipstick. And like blue you, lip- And I, all your glitter.
0: <laughs> You're all like, glitter. I like Is Lady Gaga your, like, idol? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, don't come out wearing a meat dress or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, So the last thing that we had on your list here of the things that we kind of wanted to touch on was just a little bit of your daily
3: routine. Yes. Okay. Well, my daily routine has changed a lot. I actually have a lot more relaxation time. (laughs) That's good. You know, I get up. I have my coffee. It takes me like half an hour. And I go on my iPad. I talk to my dad because he sleeps beside me. And he's already up. Don't forget, he's already up because he's been with the dog for two hours. And then I try to go for a swim if I feel in the mood. But the big part, it takes me a long time to be in the shower. Like it's a good, like I've been there for a good half an hour, 40 minutes. And after my shower, I'm extremely tired. So sometimes I don't get dressed. I put my house coat on like today. And I go back to my bed because I'm Exhausted. Like, even though I sit in my shower, just sometimes doing it all, I need a rest. So, I need a lot of rest during the day. <laughs> and okay, and I have in the morning pure lemon juice, hand and the pressed, rinds. And the rinds. Um, I have my smoothie? No, I have my Restalax to to the bath Restorlax. Tell me to go to the bathroom. I have my smoothie that's full of kale and vegetables and maybe one banana if I'm lucky because it's all about the vegetables. And then I usually sneak in my coffee beforehand, but if I don't get a chance, I do it after. That's what they hold as a carrot for me. Like, if you finish your smoothie, (laughs) I will make you a cappuccino. That's Anna. And I'm like, really? I have to finish my smoothie first. And if that all all else fails when I arrive, Erin, she hasn't
0: eaten yet. (laughs) I'm like, all right, I'm on it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then I... um, what do I do after that? Well, let's talk about your tea that you've
3: discovered that helps oh, with nausea. Oh, okay. That's right. I have a tea. She's drinking usually, it right now, actually. Yes. Usually I feel nauseous quite a bit at the time. So I have cinnamon, ginger, rosemary. Oregano. Oregano. All boiled down in a all nice pot. All boiled down in a pot. And I drink it like three times a day because I do get stomach aches. And I have to always take food with my meds. So that's... I usually a peanut butter sandwich. That's my go-to, right? I love peanut butter. Yeah, butter's good. But that's really good. But then I have it on, like, gluten-free, this type of, like, super healthy bread. Yeah, the other day I brought her some non- <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, would kill you <laughs> non- if he saw. <you> Non-gluten-free.
0: <laughs> I just brought it in, and she was like, ooh, what's <laughs> this? What's this? I got a treat.
3: <laughs> she didn't send it back. She gobbled it up as fast as possible. That's exactly right. And then, and it's all organic, everything I eat. My mom's quite strict on that. Oh, I have yoga you, a few times a yeah, week. You have a really great other nurse that comes in vivian that's right she's the uh the government nurse she comes like twice a week to just do all my vitals and she's hilarious because she's all about business and i always want to chit chat she's always like carla get back we you know i only have this much time she she's actually she's quite sweet yeah she's quite sweet
0: who else? You have a massage. Like, sometimes you have massages that come in. Sometimes. Not so often, though. Um, you've had, um where the pokey things come. Oh, yeah. Then I get, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to get, pokey yeah, curtains. the
3: nurse comes in to do my blood work. Yep. Yeah. And I have a lot of doctor's appointments. Like, I feel like my life is kind of like, okay, I have doctors. But this week, I haven't had any. No, it's actually been good. That's probably why I have so much energy and we're doing the podcast now and...
0: It, just so everyone knows, we have been trying to do this podcast for what a month now, yeah. Because like, we had your, your blue February, right. which just was, it was
3: like no way I was doing we do it. And then, if I seem healthy, they go for a walk, yeah. And you have you have friends that even oh, come yeah, I have a lot of and... friends. I'm like, what do I do? This? I'm like, yeah, that's right, friends drop in, yeah. I have like a good social network that drops in and visits, and they know that Tony's Day an hour or less because they know that I get exhausted and, and that I was one nap. thing that we had to figure out we had to figure begin- that out in the beginning yes. and I can't have too many people in one day or I'm totally collapsed the next day if I have a doctor's appointment one day and I'm gone most of the day I usually take me two days to recover yep if I do anything social or anything like even me going out yesterday probably today I'll need a nap after you you know leave. I don't know. What else do we do? Then Okay. What do I do in the afternoons? I don't know. I'm not here. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, you leave at two.
0: So, but I do know one thing and maybe other cancer patients can uh, sympathize with this is that everybody's like, Carla, get up, go, go, go. Yes, why are you sleeping? Right. Why are you sleeping? And they'll say it to me, Erin, why is she sleeping so much? Like wh- what's going on? Why is she sleeping? And I think everyone's so afraid that you're going to break if you sleep in a day. But the truth of the matter is, is you have something going on in your body I know, that you just need to I know. Like everybody's rest. scared
3: when I'm like, why is she sleeping at this afternoon? What's going on? Is she feeling sad? Is she, you know, she's getting into a rut. We need to get her up. We need to get her out. She can't <laughs> sit still. So I do have to... So I have to usually deal with that.
0: Yeah. Although again, since the since the five to ten years was mentioned, everyone's kinda calmed down a little bit. Like yes. they're not as you need to keep going, you need to keep going. They realize I think in my perspective is everyone's like, Okay, we have a little more time. Yes. And and they used it to me the other day that Al's starting to do things, like he's starting to plan a little bit again and he's starting to like have a different perspective. And you said to me, like, I think he's finally understanding this, that he's finally getting it.
3: Yes. And I that this is going to be our new life. Yeah. And that this, you know, as long as I'm alive, you know, of course I'd like to go beyond 10 years. I mean, it's really going to depend on if any of the treatment responds to my cancer because it's really thick in my spine and in my neck and which makes it uncomfortable. So I'm uncomfortable a lot of the time. So a lot of cancer patients don't have pain. Most cancer patients that haven't metastasized through the bones, they're the ones that are in pain. So I can't sit still very long, but I'm going to be going to Zach's play that he's the lead in. He plays um, Robin Hood. And um, I have to sit there. So I'm thinking, okay, we can bring in, we talked about bringing in the wheelchair with the pillow, Yeah. but it's going to be, I don't know. I'm going to have to take some hydromorphine.
0: But as long as as you're prepared for that in that day.
3: And see, and that's another daily routine Because I would never miss that day. I'll wear a mask because
0: it's going to be. You have to plan what's going on that evening. So that morning, you won't be able to be uppity-goey. That's right. You're going to have to relax that whole day. So that changes your daily routine right there. Yes. like having to map out how am I going to feel later? And how do I plan how I'm going to feel later? Yes.
3: And, you know, I also try to work on the store stuff or the blog stuff. And some days I can't even look at any of that. And some days I can respond. And I have an amazing team that helps me with the business side, Paula, who's been on, you know, along my side for the past 10 years. So she's seen me through the different businesses and um, she's always stuck with me you know, thank God for her. And then I have Jess who helps with the blog. You know, it's all part time for them, but it makes a huge difference for me. And, and Danny who helps me with the, the design. We kind of co-design together. I mean, it's all very part time for them, but it gives me um, something to focus on other than cancer.
0: You've been like a designing machine lately. <laughs> I know. Carla is on a personal one woman mission to make yoga pants and yoga wear that looks flattering on bodies that are not
3: size two. Yes, I know. I'm obsessed with it. I'm actually. And they're obsessed. actually, some,
0: some of the new stuff is in the store. Yes. That is because you've had people say to you, Where did you get those? And or so you say, had to oh, put, put them on so, the store.
3: Or they say, You look so good. And I'm like, and You've had to put it on the store. Yeah. And I'm like, You know what? Like, it's because I designed it so it would, and the yoga material really. I, what sucks do i call
0: you it in. i call it sucky material right <laughs> it just
3: sucks f- you in like it's just as effective as spangs. Like, it really is that could stop so um for anyone the material alone helps suck in but i try to just create designs anyway so the point is if i didn't have that business i didn't have this podcast I don't know. I don't know. I'd be so bored and so uninspired, I think.
0: And maybe that's what happens with other cancer patients is they don't they don't figure out what their outlet is. Yes.
3: Like I'm lucky
0: mine can be all online. And you're out there and this is you and I sitting here chatting. This is like a therapy session. Yeah.
2: That's Carla Stevens Tolstoy talking about her fight with cancer in conversation with her nurse, Erin DeYoung. Carla is getting a lot of love and support on her blog, on Facebook, and other social media, and she appreciates it very much. She'd love to hear from you. Just go to StandUpSpeakUpApparel.com and follow the links to her blog. There, you'll be able to keep up to date with a behind-the-scenes look at Carla's journey. Plus, you'll meet her family and friends. Let Carla know you're rooting for her. Send her a message or video. And show your support for her causes by making a purchase at StandUpSpeakUpApparel.com. All proceeds go to Foster Care Reform. It's her personal passion project. And with her current focus on her cancer, the only way to keep it going and helping others is via sales. So continue to help Carla help others. Buy from the store to help raise awareness. For the protection and safety of the children that society often leaves behind. Also, message Carla on Facebook or email her at carla.tolstoy at standupspeakup.ca. That email address, once again, is carla.tolstoy at standupspeakup.ca. And ask her which store items she recommends just for you. And that's it for this edition of My Boobs Are Killing Me podcast. I'm your guest host, Peter Anthony Holder. Thanks for joining us. Find us online at StandUpSpeakUpApparel.com. And if you have a moment, please drop us a line about the show and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. bye